0: Hello, and welcome to MetaChemistry. This is episode 28. My name is Ian, and I'm going to be the guest host tonight. And we are going to be continuing our series on list analyzing. Before we get to that, I'd like to throw a shout-out to our sponsor, MoGames. Mo Games is an online retailer of all things Infinity, and as a sponsor of this podcast, offers a $40 gift card once a month to our listeners. Uh, for details on how to enter to win that, check out our Discord and our Patreon. And without further ado, let's get into our list analysis episode uh, with our guest star. Take it away, Nathan.
1: All right, everybody. Uh, tonight we are here with our special guest, Tim Adair, also known as Chainsaw. Um, he has agreed to come on tonight to talk about list doctoring and you know perfecting your list. Uh, so we're going to chat with him tonight. Um, so first, uh, how are you doing, Tim?
2: I'm pretty well. It's been a, kind of a whirlwind of two weeks for me, as you can imagine.
1: Yeah, you just came out of uh, Arizona Armageddon?
2: Yeah, that was two weeks ago. And then for some reason, uh, my masochistic self had agreed to judge for a ninth-age GT this last weekend. <laughs> so, oh, nice. How many people at that? We, had, uh, we ended up with 18 players. I was going to be the ringer, but we had one drop, so it worked out. That works out. Nice. Nice. How many people at Armageddon? So we ended up with 52 players. Um, we had okay. room for a fair bit more, but this year has been a, a whirlwind for everybody, so we had a number of drops. Yeah. But I was pretty pleased with the, with the space that we ended up with, and it all seems to have gone well, and I'm not over budget, so I'm going to call it a win. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: Well, we didn't go, uh but we heard great things. We heard that it was fantastic. The the place
0: was awesome. That everyone had a great time. So, yeah, I wanted to go but uh couldn't get time off from work unfortunately.
2: Well, it's going to be same time next year. So coming up on the on the on the what's the word? The PTO season. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Let's see what I can do.
2: <laughs> Sounds like fun. But yeah, everyone everyone seemed to have a good time. And I'm very pleased with the space we got uh, now that we're finally out of a game store. Actually, I actually like at a hotel with a bar and stuff. So
1: yeah. feels like we, we grew up so much. <laughs> Probably some room to expand too.
2: Absolutely. We could, we could definitely go bigger.
1: Possibly. Cool, cool. cool. Uh, also, you are known for your uh, Twitch and YouTube videos of games being Indeed. played. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Uh, me and Clint Florka. Uh, we run a um, a stream called Tabletop Throwdown every Sunday on the Dice Abide channel, and basically we invite two players on to play a game. And once, if you're one of the two players, we just kind of let you do your thing. Well, we, we, you just start okay. you start your game. We turn you down, and then me and Clint um, commentate on the game itself as it goes on, which. Okay. I think gives a better opportunity a lot of times when compared with like a normal battle report to examine the strategic choices being made, since we're not invested directly in one side or yeah. the other. We're just trying to keep track of like, oh man, I think he's going to really push in on this hand, and we'll kind of like outline our thoughts. And then when they don't do that, we're like, and then it <laughs> becomes a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, it's been doing well. And if anybody else wants to play on the stream, please hit me up at some point. We'll have a new yeah, player. Absolutely.
1: On. Absolutely. I think uh, one of our locals, Mike has been on before. I think maybe Azoka has too. I
2: feel like Chris might've been at some point. I don't yeah. remember.
1: If not, he should, <laughs> but they're big TTS guys. Yeah. Like, I am not a TTS guy. I don't touch it. I don't touch the thing. It's uh it is not for me, but it's fine. Everyone else seems to like it and more power to them. And, and, uh like you said, if you if you're interested in that, make sure you hit Tim up. All right. Let's go into the, the next phase. Uh so Ian has a list that he has put together. Uh of Yes. Of what what uh you wanna talk a little bit about what army you picked and uh what you were going for here?
0: Uh so this is a US area ad the list. It is something that I've put together primarily, you know, for some some basic objective grabbing missions, you know, you got your like acquisition or supplies or, you know, different things like that uh, that are going to come up pretty often, but still put enough attack pieces in it, you know, to hold its own in some of the more uh, damage dealing missions, try to put some order efficiency in it uh, for moving things around if I run into like biotech four or Uh, you know, supremacy or frontline or something where I got to get guys into zones to hold points. So, you know, I think it works decently well as kind of a generalist list, um, but it also has room in it to be tweaked for specific mission formats if um, I am running it at a tournament and and know what the missions are ahead of time. But, you know, it's a decent list to run for pickup games at game night where I don't know what I'm playing ahead of time.
1: Okay. Uh well, why don't you just dig right in and uh let us know what's in this list. And once again, we'll put in the show notes uh the link to this list so you can you go you can follow along with us
0: so check that out. Cool. So my first group is a 10 order group. It has a core fire team with uh three grunt rifles. Uh, One Grunt with Heavy Flamethrower and Light Shotgun, and a Minuteman APHMG with NCO. Uh, That's important uh, because it gives a relatively inexpensive attack piece with a pretty high-powered weapon, uh, with the order efficiency as well of having that NCO option, so that lieutenant order is going to be getting used every turn. Then there's also a Blackjack, the uh, T2 Sniper version. It's one of my favorite models in U.S. Ariadna. I uh, usually take it if I'm playing U.S., and it is usually my reserve model because it's such a great thing to post up against something during a reserve phase to kind of counter-deploy with because even if it doesn't do a whole lot, I find that just the threat that it represents causes people to focus on it and leave a lot of the rest of my list alone. (laughs) And if it does get some shots through, it's devastating. Uh, there's a Maverick with a submachine gun light rocket launcher profiles. It's pretty quick. Uh, use it to you know get up flanks, maneuver around, catch people out of cover, things like that. Uh, next up is a War Driver Hacker. I almost always take a War Driver Hacker in any of my Ariadna lists. Uh, it's one of the only hacking options that is available. It's less that the fact that it is a hacker, more that it is a specialist that happens to have sixth sense. But I have used it to great effect against people running heavy infantry and tags and things uh, that kind of dismiss it because, you know, I don't have repeaters or, you know, whatever. It's it's still a WIP-13 hacker. It can still shut down stuff. So I find that it does pretty well doing that. Uh, That sixth sense is also nice for cutting through potentially um, models that have stealth and where they think they're safe and then all of a sudden they're not. Uh, then there's a devil dog with the heavy shotgun. Uh, the in N3 the chain rifle version was the one I usually went with, but in N4 with the way the change to uh, shotguns and the direct templates, I think that the uh, heavy shotgun version is actually a little bit more useful now, just because it can get that plus six and be hitting rolling sixteens on a face to face with two shots, or you know instead of doing uh, throwing a grenade with one shot. And then there's a Desperado with chain rifle, smoke grenades, and the uh, plus-one burst assault pistol. That's another, you know, getting them up the flank. You know, it's six-point model. If it dies, it dies, but if it can cause some problems, that's what it's there for. Uh, group 2 is more of a fire support uh, area. It has a Harris with the Marauder, with the heavy rocket launcher, and MSV-1. And then it has Rosie with the light rocket launcher and then it has another marauder it's the plus one burst sniper rifle with msv1 uh all three models have forward deployment plus eight inch or plus four inches so it gives a little bit more wiggle room with the uh, deployment finding some good angles Uh, with the msv helps cut things down and just a lot of templates uh continuous damage templates specifically and that sniper rifle becomes a burst four in the Harris. So it has a lot of potential for high damage, high burst at long range. Uh, And those are kind of, you know, Rosie's also a specialist. So those are good things to kind of, for me to move up and, uh, you know, take some objectives or hold down a fire lane, uh, post up some really hard arrows with. Uh, And then there's a pair of Foxtrot Ford observers. Those are kind of my, my guys that I infiltrate up towards, Uh, you know, supply boxes or antennas or whatever, and then, you know, use their orders uh, when it comes up to grab those. Uh, But otherwise they are staying in camo and providing fuel for the Harris to attack things.
1: Okay. So this is your, your general. So we're in the tournament. This would be like the general list that most missions fit under. And then like the, the specialist mission you have your second list for, is that kind of what we're hearing? Yeah. Absolutely, but, uh, you're you're willing to to throw it at any mission on a on a random Thursday night, yeah, across the table.
0: Yes, I Very would. Nice. All
1: right. Uh, well, since we have the list doctor here tonight, um, <laughs> why don't we have Tim take a look through here and and see if there's any anything he can squeeze into it, or any other recommendations that he would have for it, or just a, a general uh, like feel for this list.
2: Well, it's it's funny because, like, while you've been talking about it, and I've been listening to you, like, all your reasonings and seeing how I would change the list to to fit my style while trying to not, like, veer away. One of the mm-hmm. big things when, when I talk to people about a list is that when I look at a list, I don't go, oh, you shouldn't be playing that model. You should try something else, right? Like, clearly, you came to me wanting to make something work. So if I look at something and go, all right, well, you want to use this model let's make him the star because a lot of times the main problem that some people run into is that they're spreading themselves too thin or they want too many things, right? Mm -hmm. I might, it might come down to like, Hey, you love these five things choose four. Mm -hmm. right? It's like, you can't have five different 50 point models. It's just not acceptable. It's it's, just, that's, that's (laughs) so much of your points, right? A few of the kind of big takeaways that I will say There are very few models in Infinity that I consider, like, you should just be running this in your faction almost unanimously. And I hate to say it, but the U.S. has one of them, and that's the Unknown Ranger. So I have a very hard time not, like, just immediately taking, like, the sniper rifle out of the Marauder link and making that, like, a medium-range link instead, since you already have your fire support link. Because mm-hmm. the, sni- the sniper range on the plus burst one, he's already pretty close cost to the unknown ranger. And you already have a full five-man link that's kind of doing fire support with your AP machine gun, as well as you have the um, the blackjack who's doing long-range fire support as well. So you kind of mm-hmm. want to go do stuff with your mortar link. Um, and the sniper doesn't like lean into that too much. Plus, since it's the most expensive, it seems like the most natural transition into bringing the unknown ranger who can kind of do everything In the game between melee shooting objectives he's just so good yeah (laughs) and and it's like i I hate being like you should be running him but like u.s players out there you should be running him yeah it's so that's the that's the less fun comment right (laughs) i i see that you like the t2 sniper i think that the blackjack is an awesome so like if you're looking at models um, you often want to identify what role they serve in the overall list, and the blackjack is one that's like if y- you want to put points into something that you uh, that doesn't need help, right? A lot of times with, with sectorials, when you're building attack pieces, and you're you're trying to like, all right, what purpose does it serve? When we look at the unknown ranger, like all right, well, we need to build a link around him, or you look at the Minuteman and he, it's like all right, well, we need grunts, follow him with grunts, but the the blackjack doesn't need help. And that's his like calling card, is that he's BS-13, he's got multiple wounds, he has he, heavy armor, and he has good long-range weapons where you can have him off to the side, and he's not just going to get punked by like a camo infiltrator, because he'll just template them back. Like He's kind of safe and can hold down a corner, but then on the active turn, he can really like turn it up. And that's one of the changes I would have made, is making him into an, an, an APA of a machine gun. You have a lot of things in this that can lean into the ARO department, but the Blackjack having machine gun, you still get a Panzer Faust. But now, in the active turn, I feel like he's worlds better than what T2 Sniper rifles do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it comes back to, though, that like I don't think that that's as much of a, a miss as not having the Unranger would be, because T2 Sniper, like, you, you want to use him in ARO, it sounds like, which. If you can find like a a perch on the very back of the board, he's gonna be very annoying for some opponents um so I think that's that's probably fine, although I would take him as a machine gun um Do you have a particular fondness for the heavy shotgun on the double dog no, uh it was just more the getting that the
0: the two burst direct template. Mm-hmm. Uh, Over the one burst, and then you know, getting if somebody decides they want to square off, um, sure you're like here, have
2: damage 16 or 15. Yeah,
0: yeah. BT, you know, I'm I'm rolling on two dice on 16s versus you know trying to throw a a single grenade on a 19.
2: So I guess my thought on that is there's your 10 points for unknown ranger, right? That is true. Uh, That we're looking to upgrade the sniper to really like make this list more cohesive. Next point, I think that grunts have too many good profiles to not to to just be running rifle grunts. Mm-hmm. Like whether it be the heavy flamethrower or um, more specifically in this case, I think you need paramedics. This faction more than almost anyone else has the best fizz in the game, broadly, and yeah. so like when your minuteman goes down, burst burst to paramedic gets him right back up. I've, I've ran around healing desperados and devil dogs and all kinds of people who have no business getting back up. And it's like, when you have a five man, if that, if your core grunt team isn't touched and you're like fighting with all your other pieces, your grunts can then move up the board as like angels of mercy, just up, 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 just shooting them with their med gun. I've done it before. And it's hilarious to be like, all right, well, the, I'm shooting the devil dog on tens, but if one of these hits, he's a he's a 16 fizz. He's gonna get up. Yeah, it's really powerful. So I think that paramedics have particular value in here. Um, I love the Marauders now. God, they got so good with season 13.
1: <laughs>
2: like, and uh, sorry, sorry, I said Marauders meaning Mavericks. Marauders are still good. Yeah. I think Marauders are probably the best link in. Vandal Ariadna like this kind of fire control you're you're making the most out of your points to use your orders in this list Um, but I think a lot of people should consider the big five man of Marauders because I think they're just their weapon profiles are very good.
0: Oh they're fantastic.
2: Yeah and I guess the final thing is I traditionally like more infiltration grunts Um, because those that's my held almost every time Whether it be like they put a speculo down, I go, all right, well, the grunt's going to stand in the doorway you wanted to go through. You can deal with that as you wish. He's looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) like Something like that where it's just like, I have a heavy template to put anywhere on my side of the board now that they don't have to roll for inferior. Just being able to just infiltrate is so powerful. Um, And I guess the last thing I'd mention, more and more I've been putting my core and my Harris in the same group because Mm -hmm. quite often we don't do both like in terms of what you're going to be using it for, Mm -hmm. your Minuteman will reach out and shoot whatever they left their heads sticking up with, right? Yeah. And then the Grunts just kind of sit there providing five orders to whoever's in group one, which I think the other fire team is a great candidate for. So having your Harris that kind of wants to move around the board and do stuff, I think you want that in the big group because that will allow you to use those orders more proactively throughout the game, since mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that you're going to be trading off early should be in group two. So when it dies, it doesn't affect like your main pool. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I think that's pretty much where I'd be at too. Yeah. The, uh, other than like, I'm a big fan of putting the five man into the group two Cause I think that, that miniman and uh nco with six orders is going to get everything done that he needs to get done in five orders uh but that's that's me Th- this was the, the version yeah, i the... ended
2: up with i still need to cut 3 points from somewhere but i'm certain i can but like that's like my version of that list
1: okay We'll we'll post we'll post this one up as well yeah. so you guys can take know that I need to work. cut three
2: points but it's very cuttable in this in this setup. I think I think there are a few places that we could definitely lean into that.
0: Yeah, well, and like another one that I'm I see is you know the war driver if it gets dropped to the defensive device saves two points and an SWC. Which is gonna be important for upgrading that Marauder Sniper to the Under yeah, Ranger. I,
2: I did have to cut the, the War Driver as one of them because I didn't think it had mm-hmm. a cohesive plan in your list mm-hmm. unless it is a hacker specific like if you're are you doing it for highly classified or countermeasures or something, then like you need the hacker. Yeah. But if you don't need the hacker, I broadly don't encourage war drivers. And see if I love them and they, they do you. such good work for me all the time. So But what if you were just <laughs> but what if you were just mm-hmm. an infiltrating grunt? Just one more yeah (laughs) just just or two more that's that's the whole swc you could have two grunts they could be over on your opponent's side using fire sounds great
0: yeah and that is a lot of fun when those are landed so
2: (laughs) i think one of my lists i brought when i played these guys last was four grunts and they were like (laughs) i had i i had deployed three and then i held back a fourth and like really what why does this keep happening (laughs) they're everywhere yeah (laughs) it's a lot of fun But I think that broadly, like, the overall takeaways from this are, um, use the most powerful, like, you need to recognize in this case, I kind of talked about it for a moment, was that your Harris, I think, had a confused role. You got to think about when you're doing list construction of what you want it to do in the game. If it's a Harris that's doing long range fire support, then you want to, to make sure that's. Your, your focus but also you want to make sure that most lists you take can engage at a variety of ranges so you have more options at your disposal and that's part of why I built it into this more mid-range close range Harris is because you have so many long-range weapons already in the list mm-hmm. um and I think that's one of the best takeaways I can tell people about this is that we have w- with the new version of it we now have the on Ranger who does really good up close uh Rosie who does shotgun things we have templates and there's an assault pistol on the marauder like all those guys function well with in 24 to to zero basically and they have multiple uh between because rosie is a specialist right yes she is yeah between uh, rosie and the unknown ranger you have two specialists to go do stuff so that that's your active turn pieces that are moving around the map and i think that's important to identify in most lists
1: I like it. Um, also, yeah.
2: Foxtrots are great. I didn't talk about them because they're good. They're cheap and they're great.
0: Yeah, I mean they're, they're just very
2: basic, <laughs> but they yep. do work. I don't need to talk about them because they're just great. Use them, push them around, do buttons. But this list is a good backbone. If you're looking to get into U.S. area, it's a great start. Mm-hmm. And then expand into the big Marauder Corps.
0: <laughs> Marauders are probably my, my favorite medium infantry. Uh, well, they're very first. good. Brisk cards are the
2: other Marauders one, are way but... cooler. Marauders yeah. are way cooler. They have such cooler <laughs> weapons. They're dogged. <laughs> Don't fucking bring your French stuff here. No, it's, it's Marauders <laughs> are great. No, they are oh, my favorite. Uh, and I guess of note is that um last last comment on the list really is that mm. so Marauder. one of the reasons Marauders are great is because they afford deployment. Well, the Unarranger's first movement value is 6-2, right? He goes 6-2, whereas they all go 4-4, so he will catch up with the forward-deploying members of his Harris. Yes. Um, just generally, which I think is very good.
1: All right. Uh, so then the the real fun part, uh, let's roll a random mission and see if, uh, if we <laughs> think this, this list can perform. In that mission, uh, and I just pulled highly classified. So <laughs> nope. <laughs> how, uh, so let's let's we'll start with Ian Try and again. see what Tim thinks. <laughs> like, no, this is this is the mission. This is all what right, happened. Right. Let's let's make the best of this. Okay, Ian, so how do you make the best of this? And and use either list. You can, you can use the list that you made if you're more comfortable with that, or you can use the list that yeah. uh, Tim uh, came up with.
0: Either way, what I'm looking at is hoping that the specific cards that are going to be drawn are going to be the ones that require uh, medium or heavy infantry because there's tons of that here. The ones that require MSV, I have a few of those. There, you know, there's a hacker. Veteran, yeah veteran uh, uh, classification. Uh, there is a lot of classifieds that will be able to be done. Based off of this, you know, there's four observers, it's going to be uh doctor and paramedic, which, um, you know, that's addressable. And, and the my one engineer,
2: paramedics. <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> uh, the engineer one, but that's only a single one. And I
2: don't have anything that has structure. So, right. oh well, so that one, that would be out anyway. And I'll yeah. say this much. One of the considerations I had for my cut was the, um, the Maverick. Or and and use those points to upgrade something else to like a, a stronger version of something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that, that 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 was on my short list of like where where would I cut here, and I think sadly the Maverick would get the cut in this kind of list.
0: Yeah, and that is absolutely fair. Um, but yeah, it, then secondarily, depending on which cards are getting pulled, uh, a lot of the gameplay then comes down to. Uh, Pinpointing my opponent's ability to do those classifieds and removing those, that ability
2: go forth and more and murder them yes <laughs> right
1: this this one does end in retreat so you i mean, I, I do grab think grab some and push
2: in terms of like pulling around a mission, I do think that highly classified is perhaps an unfair critique because it's the kind of mission where you would you would never stumble in a highly classified with a list like. It's not the kind of thing where, oh, I'm just gonna hope that I get the right things. Where if it's in an event, one of your lists is gonna be more tailored to it, and and your version of the list is probably better for that, just because you have the hacker. Mm-hmm. Um. I would probably still aim to, in your version, if you're doing a highly classified one, I'd probably still downgrade the double dog just to upgrade some grunts to paramedics and like get yeah. a few more different um. And I think that overall, your version would have more specialists. Whereas mine kills people better. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's if, if obviously a thought
1: exercise, if you got stuck with this list playing highly classified, is that the strategy you go with is try and get as many as you can and then put them in retreat or would you just try and fight this out?
2: I think highly classified is a mission that um you kind of need to make an option, like a you need to see how how resilient are they to you just kind of like leaning leaning into them, right? The map's mm-hmm. going to decide a lot of that where it's like, all right, well, they're really bunkered up. I need to just do some classifies to make sure and reposition. <laughs> Whereas if you can lean into them, yeah, just fucking kill the stuff that can do the missions for them. Go find their engineer. <laughs> like, ah, oh, we drew an engineer. Shame if someone killed you. <laughs> I think that you have a lot of aggressive things between the two bikes and the double dog and tons of smoke to get up the board if you need to.
1: Yep. All right. Uh, Anything else that we want to talk about for your list, Ian? Or can we look at uh, uh, something that Tim brought?
0: Well, let's move on to
1: what Tim brought. Right. Uh, Tim, today I believe you brought us a star model list to take a look at.
2: I did. Uh, This has been my... (laughs) this has been my go-to like this is one of my i've done a lot of iterations and i do that a lot like all the way up to the day of the tournament um and this has been my favorite star model list i've come up with and i don't know where i'd move points for doing everything it wants to do um partially because this can do basically everything but engineering stuff but also like i don't have many things to engineer um has a lot of good specialists and a lot of very powerful fighting pieces so let's kind of go from top bottom um the core link is two kappa hackers just generic hackers kappa's are great because they're arguably i think they're the cheapest generic hacker for being like a full on good hacker mm-hmm. like they're whip 13 and they go in my core they're great um I have my blue coat, which is lieutenant, which is the cheapest non-SWC lieutenant you can take. And he supports the core. And then kind of the business end of the core is I have a capo with a multi-sniper rifle. And then uh, a psycop with a multi-marksman rifle, plus burst nanopulsor, and MSV-1. And and the psycop the profile is kind of crazy if you've not played with it. <laughs> because that guy has MSV-1, mimetism, he's a specialist, his BS thirteen, he's got six BTS and one armor, and then he he's uh, he's a wild card. <laughs> he's these guys are crazy. They shoot very they very well, <laughs> and because you can have him in a five link, like even though it's not necessarily a CP, he can kill like most things you point him at. It's low damage because it's just a marksman rifle, but he can he's AP, so like he can he can punch up it's 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 very good, and what happens a lot of time with that link is it's by its nature a defensive link because I have a lot of mm-hmm. other active turn pieces in this list, and what happens is the Kappa sniper will die somehow, either active or reactive turn, and then I will move out with the psychop and both the hackers as like a sort mm-hmm. of pseudo Harris, and I'll leave my lieutenant at yep. home so he doesn't die um and that those three can go to a lot of objectives when other things have gone poorly. <laughs> Okay. Um, I like it. After that, um we have the flash Full spot, because we're only allowed one for some reason in Sarmada. And then we have Andromeda. If you've been playing N4, you know how good Andromeda is. <laughs> yeah. She's kinda bonkers. Um this gives me some Alpha Strike potential just to like end up on the other side and take out a really key piece. Um she's a specialist. She she's... Andromeda is the is one of the most improved models in N4. And I don't think anybody questions her inclusion on most lists. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's very powerful. Um, and then this is kind of my, the next unit is my pet one. I, I've talked about this guy a ton. The Raptor is probably my favorite unit in Starmada in terms of like, he's unique and, and powerful, but not like in the ways you'd expect a traditionally powerful unit to be um raptors are uh units that move 6-2 they come with a flamethrower bot both him and the and his peripheral have 360 visor he has nco and terrain 0g and courage and then the profile i like the most is the killer hacker one um he comes with a multi-rifle a light flamethrower and the key here is that because he's a killer hacker, he can cybermask himself, and his bot also becomes cybermasked. Um, he's a heavy infantry, so he's two wounds, and he's got three armor, three BTS. But kind of like the thing that surprised me the most upon looking at him is that he's BS fourteen. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's big boy pants. Like he's he's here to shoot people. And this guy, he can push buttons. He outfights people. He can. Traig with templates because both he and his robot have templates. Like I said, he does specialist things, and the fact that he moves six two and his bot moves six four, he's fast when he wants to get somewhere. Yeah, I, I, this guy is so good. And even even though often my first turn is sniping somebody with the Kappa sniper, moving Andromeda around, I always normally I go all right, cool, lieutenant order. He's ever masks and he's safe for a turn. Like, like it's so hard to even though he's hackable like discovering someone who's masked is very difficult if they're just hiding and especially when they yeah. both have flamethrower attempts that you don't want to come like see him <laughs> that's yeah, a bad idea exactly this profile is really good bs14 lets you out shoot tons of people and he's got good guns i love him so much um and all right so in, kind of rounding out the next step is that I have a missile bot, because while missling is not the main plan of Stramata, having one is such a threat that people can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Especially when my list has three, three hackers who can spotlight, as well and as repeaters pitcher, and access to pictures. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of info war going on. Since I have three normal hackers and a killer hacker, as well as repeater network and pitcher, so it's like it feels irresponsible to not take a missile bot in the back to like have that threat there. I used mm-hmm. it once it, when I, because I placed uh, sixth at Solik um, with with this is one of my two lists, and the whole weekend while I used this list four times, I missiled somebody once. Like it's, I, it was there though, and I was like, cool. I guess I'll kill you. <laughs> for, for the one time it matters. right on so that's group 1, so that's 9 dudes and the last 6 to round it out is in group 2 you have the Epsilon who, if you've not fought an Epsilon it's basically an intruder without camouflage um, MSV2 and memetism is kind of like the sweet spot in terms of special abilities to kill people <laughs> he has a heavy machine gun and an antipulsor and bioimmunity is funny that he's always armor three, basically, even against yeah. AP and stuff. It it makes him kind of shockingly resilient sometimes, where, where normally I'll survive and go prone with him. So I'm not afraid to leave him up sometimes. Like I remember one of the games, he was being shot out with a Zeodron with a HRMC. And it's like, all right, well, I'm shocking you, and I'll use my BTS of three and take one wound and go unconscious over here. I'm like, cool, you will get up later. <laughs> <laughs> uh so msv2 and hmgs everybody knows those are good uh which kind of to compliment him is the next two guys are varangian guards there's really good war bands they can kind of do most things you want them to they're tough they're dogged it's very very powerful still regular orders too also regular yeah this list has 15 regulars two impetuous and an nco yeah. so i'm I'm running with 18 orders Um. Next, I have a Cyber Ghost who I think every 012 list should have a Cyber Ghost. I think that for their points, you're, those 21 points are so well spent between having pitcher threat as well as he has stealth. So when he's Cybermasked, he can kind of like get behind people. Um, and then he's a WIP 14 BTS 6 hacking device plus. I don't it's know no what no more you want from your hackers. Like, that's he's got, he checks all the boxes. And it's more that he's the, just the support that. Glues together my info war, either white-noising on someone who needs it to get across a lane, or launching a pitcher to, like, just shut something down so someone else kills it. He he just he's adaptable, just super adaptable. And then the last two are that I have a sensor bot, my OCO, and then I have my Lambda Doctor with two Yudbots bots because something that people may not know about O twelve. Every line trooper and no- actual normal O-12 model has shock immune. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of wild. Like, Kappas have it. Bluecoats ha- blue have it, right? Oh, Bluecoats don't. They're like the only ones.
1: But the, because, the like... psychops do...
2: Psychops have it. I know um, Andromeda does. Andromeda does. Raptor has it. But Epsilon has it. Varangians don't, but they're also kind of Ariadna troops.
1: Yeah, and they're uh, dogged, so they're probably yeah. gonna die in you. <laughs>
2: yeah, but like a lot of the targets she would be getting up are shock immune. So I have doctor yeah. targets everywhere between either getting the multi sniper back up or getting the epsilon back up, or I mean, if if for some reason the raptor died close to my home, get there's a ton of great targets for it. So I think doctors have, um, especially good value in O12, and we get good ones at Whip 14. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Uh, price is yeah. right. So this is a good combination of I have a ton of specialists to do all kinds of things. My my people move really fast, or I have like long range firepower.
1: I like it. Yeah. Uh, so question: If you're not used, if you're not primarily trying to make that missile bot uh, do the guided thing. Do you leave it out as like an ARO piece, or is it staying no. hidden? What's what's your plan with it that? Needs,
2: it needs to. So I have certainly stood it up later, but first turn you want to keep it prone, I think, somewhere, um, because it it loses its threat value if it's shootable, because it's just a BS twelve missile. Like that's super killable if if it's not linked or anything. So, sure. um, for this list, like I said, there there's so many hacking threats. That having it prone, I've seen people like go out of their way to go kill it. I'm like, cool. Well, I put that in the corner prone. So you spent a lot of effort going over there. I'm going to go where the buttons are. I'll see you tomorrow. And and that's just that. That's it. Does, I don't need it to do stuff. But also like so many of the weapons I'm using in this are not traditional. Um, so <laughs> a lot of the weapons I'm using in this list are not like my heaviest weapons are an HMG and a sniper. Everything else is like multi-rifles. Like I have a lot of AP sources, right? And I have a lot of ways to kill people kind of close up. Um, but normally it's like through hackings or templates. Like I, I'm not fighting with long range HMGs all the time. And that's kind of, I think, indicative of where a lot of enforced fights have gone. Whereas in N3, like HMGs were king, right? Because you just want to burst yeah. and you people put down with crits. But nowadays people do a lot more null deployments, or they're doing a lot more in like fighting up close and stuff, and so many of the pieces here are good at like ferreting people out. Like the raptor is the king of mid of close range combat. Like, oh my god, just like running his bot he, out to see everybody. King. I don't know if it's king. In, like eh. it, he's he's basically a rizal on crack. It, it's the peripheral that makes him crazy.
1: Oh, don't ever say that about my glorious rizal. He's a better rizal.
2: I'll <laughs> no, say it he's now. Not.
1: They're, the Rizal is the best heavy infantry in the entire game. I'll hear it's you because up. they're not heavy infantry.
2: That's fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I'm. Yeah. I, if you're hacking me, but, I'll kill you with killer hacking.
1: <laughs> but I was more thinking that uh, Mendoza is. Uh, I'll
2: kill him with. Me. I'll my, kill Mendoza. My with these
1: guys. Know, I'll man. throw a flamethrower. Mendoza goes over. first. That raptor's going to kill you.
2: That's well, fine. That's why you he said hides. Mid,
1: you said mid range. You said mid range.
2: That's it up close. I, I I meant it like I I fought a lot with him between ten and eight inches. Like,
1: oh, I, th- I I think the Raptor's fa- raptor is fantastic. Uh, the BS fourteen so and just tools for all the ranges he plays in is uh, is really nice. And then just being able to protect him. Well, plus you can put him in suppression. Never, never gets yeah. Never gets snuck up on.
2: Three hundred and sixty versus suppression with BS fourteen in your midfield yeah. is like, all right. No nobody gets to sneak. <laughs> All oh, y'all get out of here. <laughs> it's it's a good time, and I th- I think that this list is. I don't know what I would change, right? Like like I I don't think I'd mess with this at all. Um, if you're going to run a raptor and Andromeda, I think this is the list I would run every time. And now there is a case to be made. Like my other list didn't have a raptor, and that was intentional. Like it's like I want this to be my Hector list. There's a lot of ways you can go in Stramada, but in yeah. terms of like. If you were to throw a random mission at me, right? This is the list I'd take in start out every time. Mm-hmm. Just it hits from so many angles. It seems well, like
0: it plays most of the games. So, yeah, well, one aspect that I'm really enjoying is with your three hackers, four hackers, really, because you got the killer hacker as well. Is that the sensor bot has cl- a repeater and climbing plus, so you can really dig that in, and you know, with a six-four move into some place to really be a pain and hard to take care of and allow you to just throw hacking at you know whatever comes near it.
1: Yeah, I I think this list is fantastic. Uh <laughs> I'm going to steal it and see what I think Please about report it. I've back. been looking I've been looking at Starmada a lot and and Devin will tell you this. Like we sat up until like 1 AM one night, like looking at this entire army, and to me it really felt like the way that Corregidor used to feel a long time ago, uh, but with like better link teams, uh, but Appas like, it, it just, <laughs> it, it, it just feels like a good list. And I've just never been able to put something together that I really thought that was like cohesive into what I, what I want to accomplish. And this, this looks interesting. So I'll probably play with this a little bit. I'll let you know if I modify it, but
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I really like the way you build lists. Um, I watched you play Poly Nikes at like two Krugs ago, I think it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. When when you won that darn thing. And I thought that that uh, was,
2: it was a Rama list, right?
1: Yeah, that was when. I thought that was the best list that I
2: had ever seen. And, yeah. and it probably was at N3, but but the fall yeah. of the Mukhtar, like Red Furies, just don't get the job done anymore. It's right. so strange. Like when I look at that that unit, I was like, I used to be so high on you now, but now you're really just like you're still good, but I can't use the like the Red Fury to solve all my problems anymore. You have to have you have to right. have some form of AP in your lists, which is kind of indicative yeah. of this. It's like if I can't kill you hard enough, that's when the missile comes in. That's when I try right. to get one of the Varangians in melee. That's what Andromeda does, right? You need to have some sort of solution for those real heavy, hard to crack targets. And In I think Utah brings double tag there. lists. <laughs> Dude, that was that was a time and a half. That was that was very fun to Oh man. <laughs> I fought against Chief and his Salamandra and double gecko, and I was like, what is happening? Oof. This is help. Yeah, I got um right. hit
0: me with the uh what was it, the Zeodron overdrawn sphinx combo.
2: Wait, and Sphinx?
0: Yes. Well that's funny. Oh, like, I also upgrade. fought against
2: double double Sphinx Stew. <laughs> oh my god. Hard pass. Hard pass. Everybody bring tags. They're good now.
0: Really, <laughs> they brought right them as now. a
2: they brought them as a joke but nearly won the trophy. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. they just was like, oh, nobody brought AP. Should have brought it. A- well, I, I wish i had brought you know, this list. Everyone still this list would have been so well. Well, <laughs> get on get on board. They're real good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're real good now. All right. Well, Tim, uh, I want to say thanks for having you on. And I think uh, yeah. uh, speaking for everybody here, I think we would love to have you on again. Um, <clears throat> this, this is kind of a new segment Sorry. for us, the, the looking at a list, because people ask us all the time, like, how do you build a list? How do you like how do I make my list better? Uh, and I like I, I I would go to you. I would definitely talk to Tim. Uh, <laughs> it's the list doctor.
2: I wish our community was so much bigger, right? Because I think I would I would have made a real service out of it. <laughs> <laughs> if if I could monetize this, I would. Oh man. For but sure, for sure. It's it's something I enjoy. I like helping people kind of like look look critically at like, all right, well, you're doing this, but what you need to have a balanced approach to your game or or a really unbalanced approach and be okay with having weaknesses. <laughs> One of the two. is yeah. fine if you're if you can live with yourself.
1: <laughs> I like what you were saying about like decide what the list is supposed to do and decide what all the pieces are supposed to do rather than just be like I know these are good pieces let's throw them in and shake them up and see what happens
2: yeah because uh, I, I I love the multi the burst for a sniper that guy's bonkers um yeah. but like that that's something that goes in like the core team where like the other four members do mid range fighting mm-hmm. but for like an active Harris like in the U S list like that needs to go out and do stuff and very quickly you're gonna be too close for the sniper to be happy. Right. So that, so yeah, I think that that is probably something that a lot of people don't think about. I, I, the way you put it was very good, where it's like, oh, these are all good pieces, and you're right. Like whatever, whatever, Whoever's out there thinking, well, these are all pieces I like, you're right. They are good pieces, but are they all doing the same job? Do you yeah. need more f- heavy machine guns?
1: I find myself doing that oh, a lot. Wow. Like, I have to fit these 10 pieces into this list, or it's not a good list, and then it's hard to do and it doesn't necessarily play well. And you have to like really take a step back and be like, I don't really have to have all of the fun toys.
2: I need to make a focused toy list. Like what if you dropped one rocket launcher and added three infiltration grunts, right? That kind of thing is like, how much more balanced is your list now? Now are those cheaper, but also adaptable.
0: Yeah. And this is where I like the, you know, going into a tournament and knowing what the missions are ahead of time, because then I can really kind of focus in on like, is what I'm taking going to be good for the mission? Is it going to have a purpose and a place to accomplish this mission? You know, And, of course, you still want to have some stuff that will kill things, uh, you know, to make it that easier or defend or whatever. But that's where coming up with, like, the generalist list is sometimes a little bit harder is because not knowing what you're going to be facing ahead of time as far as your mission objectives, you're having to pepper a little bit of everything in just to kind of cover your bases and, you know, that That's where it's like, hmm, well, I like this and I like this, but, you know, yeah, there's just it, it, it's less certainty in what you're going to be trying to accomplish.
2: I didn't get to do my normal spiel mm-hmm. because of the nature of how we were talking about the list here. But every time, if you've ever come to me or ever come to me with a list in the future, the first question out of my mouth is like, what missions is this for? Because yeah. because it 100 like well I didn't get to go like deep into that because we we're looking at specific lists, but if you ever want me to mess with a list or help you build towards something, it's like you need to have a purpose in mind already. And if you didn't design your list initially with that, I'm gonna politely ask you to do that first, and I'll help you refine that. Um, because it should be purpose built.
0: Yeah, every time that uh, have a new player go, what are my you know what list is good i'm always asking you like well what what mission
2: are you playing
1: Mm -hmm.
2: like this list is incredible for unmasking that's what i built it first for right Mm -hmm. i have a bunch of hackers i have people who can move up the board quickly it it has an exclusion zone so i'm not doing much midfield deployment and i just realized that everything worked really well so like i didn't mess with it too much but like this started out as an unmasking list and i wanted to have like an OCO to go find their hidden deployment and stuff because it, it was also being built for um what was it? Oh, I can't think of it. It's the one where you have the three civilians. That's unmasking, yeah. it's. I wanted to have unmasking to go find their pieces that were going to come kill mine that may have been camoed, and then use the repeater to, like... Then you use the missile. You censor them out of camo, target them with a the hacker, and drop a missile in their head. So, having those kinds of angles.
1: Specifically for this, like style of episode uh being like generic missions we kind of thought like yeah we could build for like this is how you kill the ac2 but I, we wanted to start off mm-hmm. with like this is kind of like how you think about building a list i would yeah. say like general things like you were saying like build your list specifically uh build put the pieces together specifically and and you talked about his link team how you use that link team specifically um so that the general eventually i want to get into this is how you build your hi- This is how you do your highly classified list and do a little more specific, and just kind of ramp up to to like really digging into like a sp- mission specific list. Because I find that like I, I get a ton of brand new players asking me like, how do I build a list? And like you said, the first thing I usually ask is, what mission are you playing? And they're like, I don't know, whatever mission is is happening on the night. I just need a. I just need a list. Uh, so I'd like to I'd like to get them. Thinking about how to build a list, and then thinking about how to build the tournament list, and then and then playing in those tournaments uh, to to try and help build up. Because while we're we're an ITS podcast, uh, some of that is getting the new player into ITS, like getting them to play and be confident in in the tournaments. Um, But yeah, like once we move into the other ones, I'd love to have you back and and like maybe sit with you and have you like build a list live
2: specifically for mission.
1: Uh, yeah, right, like, And wh- then, you know, we could bounce ideas off you and you
2: would have, you know, something to say about things. I think that'd be very interesting to do. One of the things that, and and that, what you're talking about there was like how to build for tournaments is its own skill set. Um, And mm-hmm. that one of the things that we do for my show on Sundays is that when we invite players, we'll tell you, all right, you're going to be playing for, uh, these are the two missions. Build one list that could do either. And we will random on the day. Because I don't want people I want people when they go on my show to get a quasi tournament experience where you don't know what your opponent's playing, you don't know the map you're playing. you just mm-hmm. know the missions, and that's all you should know going into it, because I've seen a lot of people who cut their teeth on TTS as their first time. It's like if you play in a vol league for your first event, you don't normally get to know the faction and map before you build your list. It's like, right. I was playing JSA for one of those. I ran into a lot more MSV than I think I would have normally ran into. That kind of thing. It's like, all right, well, do you really bring this many MSV models in a normal list to do these missions? I don't think you do. Um, and so getting that real tournament experience of like building where you have two missions that might be diametrically opposed. It's like, all right, well, what part of each mission do you cut your odds on, Right. If you want to be able to do both functionally well, you might say, all right, I'm going to be a little worse at this, but I need to be able to do this and the other one, and I'll kind of wing the other one, right? So it's like if you're playing, I don't know, take two out of the blue, like if you are playing, say, supplies and highly classified, you're still going to probably skew towards taking a bunch of different types of specialists instead of more medics. Because anybody mm-hmm. can do the the supplies mission, medics just right. happen to be a little bit better at it. But you need to have that array of specialists to actually accomplish the other one. So yeah. being able to make those kind of list building calls is in itself its own skill.
1: Yeah, I think it's very important. Uh, I, I think one of the most important things is learning how, like, when you should have a second list and and developing your style on why. And when you apply your second list in tournaments, uh, it's still something that I work on, uh, which is yeah. why I usually just one, r- try to run one list the entire time, so I don't have to think too much about it. Uh, just do the three-two like, split,
2: man. Just do the three-two split. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the and easiest, and that's way usually I what I like. do.
1: But every time uh, I'll if I'll lose a game, I'll be like, man, you know, if I'd have played that other list. If I had just stuck with that same list the entire time, no, I would have been so much better.
2: No, 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 no. What yeah. mistake did you make in that game? It's going to be more productive for you as a player to be like, no, no, no. I get that the other list might have been able to do the job, yeah. but why did you lose this game, right? It's, it's a hard thing to be like, well, <laughs> what chances did I take that perhaps we're silly? <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the time for me, it's I didn't play that second list enough. And I wasn't as confident making decisions using that list, because uh, I tend I tend to find a list that I really like and I just I just play it to
2: death. <laughs> well, I, I may I ask you to broaden your horizons. Yeah. Well, try those bikes.
1: <laughs> I'm not trying. Any, I'm not good. trying any bikes. No bikes. Why
2: not? They're so fun.
1: good. none of my none of my factions have bikes. You're playing the but wrong factions no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh i prefer uh my fast units to be sphinxes and uh sujuan's so
2: hey hey we sujans get uh we get the the merc bikes we get yeah, Duos that's new over. though
1: that's 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 pretty new right I'm, I'm gonna try it i'm gonna try it i'll try that we're running way late on this now and i know you've got places to be so yeah. uh i think we will wrap it up now um is there? Give me the the best piece of advice you can give to a new player looking at playing in his first tournament. What's the best piece of advice you can give them?
2: Um, first tournament. I'm gonna assume that you've done like some practice, right? It's sure. a, f- a new player. Do the objective. I mean, like, I want to say that that is advice that seems like silly, but really, like. If you don't know what to do, go push the button. Also, right. you will lose a lot the first few times because Infinity mm-hmm. in its very nature is a game that rewards reps. You put the time in, you'll get better, and you'll start to see the paths to other... Like You need to die to something to do that to somebody else, broadly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let me tell you, I've died a lot. <laughs> I've got shot a lot in a lot of different ways, and that's the only reason that I that I am a reasonable player now. Um so don't feel discouraged. Luckily the community is arguably the best in wargaming. So have fun. Agreed. Take chances and just like if you if you think of something that sounds crazy, do it but maintain cover. <laughs> 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 maintain cover, take chances. It'll be it'll be a good time.
1: Nice. All right. Well, uh Tim, thanks for being on.
0: And as a reminder, all of the lists that we have been talking about are going to have their ITS codes in the show notes below. Uh, check those out. Uh, if there's anything, any questions, comments, or anything you'd like to bring to our attention, uh, throw that up on the Discord, and we will hope to talk to you there. And that'll do it for this episode tonight. I'd like to remind all of our listeners of our Patreon. Uh, Any funds that we receive will go back 100% into supporting the podcast, whether that's through equipment or promotion or supporting the different communities at the local level. We love and encourage everybody to join our Discord, our Patreon, and support the podcast wherever you
2: can. And with that said, this has been Ian. And Nathan. And that's the meta.